0: What else? Uh, uh, Air conditioning's off. Uh, I checked
1: the things... Um, we're ready for takeoff
0: we're ready for takeoff
1: I saw the checklist we're ready for takeoff piper singles <laughs> yeah. with air conditioning yeah right. air conditioning off.
0: i know right uh, I, well you're the air conditioning guy jeb so i don't know oh, I, yeah. um but uh so um uh, a couple months ago i forget exactly how long ago it was a couple months ago um there was a period of time this is back when the whole chat gpt thing first kind of blew oh, up God. okay and there was a story there was a couple of different stories about people saying that hey you know what chat GPT. GPT is so smart, it's going to be able to do flight briefings. All right. You're going to be able to get, you know, weather information or, or NOTAM information or whatever uh-huh. from ChatGPT. And, and we kind of put the kibosh on that, that story pretty quickly. Um, but you know what? It's just a lie. It's a matter of time. All right. <laughs> this kind of craziness. So there's two stories I came across uh, recently. Uh, one is um, a, a human shaped robot. That is going to be able to fly airplanes, and this is from uh, this is from our friends at Avweb. Let's see if I can find this is them. the PiBot. The
2: PiBot. I'm I'm just deeply entertained by the fact that it's wearing a headset.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it
2: uh-huh. just a touch redundant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: so it's like a it's like it's sort of like a, a, a C-3PO. All right, sitting in the in the uh, I'm really into Star Wars right now. um, watching Ahsoka and having a good old time and rewatching oh, yeah, rewatching me... all that old stuff. So C-3PO is the first one that came to mind. C-3PO um, in the in the cockpit of some sort of aircraft, and the theory is because this is a humanist humanoid robot um it doesn't need any special interface i guess that's the theory to to the aircraft controls and it basically can i don't know grab the yoke and grab the throttle and 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 you know let's go you know uh i i, I feel the need for speed um or something like that i don't know i would I, say I, I, david were here i'd say david would you fly in an airplane that was being piloted by a robot i don't know what
2: do you guys think about this is this uh I mean, I'm just hoping it's more of an R2 and less of a chopper.
0: Ah, very good. Wars That's going to go on. right over Jeb's head. But yeah, I love
2: yeah. it. I, uh, yeah, I love Re- rebels was my favorite piece of Star Wars media, so it's getting. I love yeah, it. You're you're right love, up my alley. I love it.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, PiBot.
2: This is the web story. PiBot better
0: than I'll
1: give you. I'll give you another piece of uh, of a Star Wars trivia. Okay, it's a trap.
0: he's actually (laughs) reappeared recently. He's still in in the universe. Yeah, I think I saw him on like a Mandalorian um, episode. Really? Yeah. Um, So, uh, so, uh, bye, Mike. I'm sorry. Pilot pilot podcast, flying podcast, aviation podcast. PiBot better than human pilots, say researchers. Um, Korean researchers are developing a humanoid PiBot that looks like a character from a nineteen sixties no twenty ni- first century science fiction sitcom. Seriously, but unlike most of da 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 da, is it going to fly this thing? And uh, I don't know. Um, I. I uh, all right. So there's that story. And then the other story that is kind of related is, um, is, is another kind of, you know, modern technology. It's not exactly the same kind of story, but they're close enough that I put them on the same thing. And that is, um, what do we got here?
1: Um, Department of Defense, you know. Yeah, this is, yeah, this. I, I saw it, came across this and I was there at the beginning so shall we say yeah. well, when it came when it comes to to uh, the Cifra and the freeze and all that and this is just the icing on the yeah. cake.
0: So uh um I per- so your response was uh, what could possibly go wrong and that was after reading the whole headline I just th- say Department of Defense and then you, sur- you immediately go well what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> um, Department of DOD will deploy AI enabled detection systems to monitor DC airspace. Okay, so here we go. Um, is this, uh, I mean, first of all, do we even need this? Are, is, are there all that many di- you know, uh, dangerous incursions into the D.C. airspace that...
1: Uh, well, we have to go check the status of the uh, Smoketown 152. Yeah,
0: I know. Where is it today? Where is uh, it today? Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I, uh,
1: you, have, you have a memory jogger set or something.
0: Uh yeah I no I, I it's one of my 3 so if flightaware gives you 3 free tail numbers that you can follow and get alerts when they when they fly or file or something like that all right um and I won't say who the other two are but one but my third one is the smoketown um um 152 well I know who what which, which one of the other ones is yeah okay well, you know who both of those are but that's okay um and uh um yeah, oh, yeah of course of yeah course. so uh uh seriously well i mean maybe this is just a technology demonstrator i don't know if what if it makes sense for them to do a technology demonstrator in in the most secu- you know you know kind of locked down airspace in america but um i don't know any thoughts on no, this one someone
1: someone I mean, it, came it, up with a grant proposal and someone funded it and here we go
2: here we go yeah Fod, go ahead I mean, if it's already – it's already pretty well locked down, so if you're going to test something, if you leave everything else in place, I mean, if you're going to test something, that's probably the place to test it. Um, Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, I mean, I I realize I'm aging myself pretty aggressively by bringing up a video game this early in the the episode, Um, but uh, I just – Wonderful thing about what I do is I get summers off, so I get to play video games over the summer and fly a whole bunch, but I was just playing a video game called XCOM 2, and one of those, one of the, one of the comments that they that they bring up is uh, putting AI-enabled, completely autonomous uh, defense and surveillance systems in populated areas, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, uh, that's, uh, that, that's an interesting one. So this one. story is straight out of a, a
0: modern-day video game? Well... Yeah, oh, as yeah. Jeb said, what could possibly go wrong?
1: Uh- <laughs> over the over the years, um, the the airspace around uh, DC, they've put in a lot of new radars and, and new sensors that I don't know anything about. Uh, they have some kind of laser or very bright based warning systems that are positioned around Washington and would be used to alert someone in an airplane that they are violating the airspace. I don't know if it's a laser laser or or if it's just a tightly focused LED or what it is. I haven't seen it. Don't want to see it.
0: See, this is a classic this is a classic example of government, you know, whatever, all right? They they think anybody they think that somebody who is clueless enough to wander into the most secure piece of airspace in america would in fact notice one of these oddball alarm you know warning systems really okay
1: well by regulation by regulation. Dot, 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 yeah and we know how uh, oh, well fly that works in, to fly within 60 nautical miles of that area you have vfr anyway you have to have taken um training yeah oh, okay online training
0: well that would explain why no one has ever busted the dc airspace right yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah okay exactly
0: all right thought it sounded like you were trying to jump in there no okay no 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 we're, okay we're uh anyways okay well you know what the future is here and it's uh it's uh, um i don't know if there's a saying there's a joke in there someplace yeah
1: the future is here, and, and uh, we're all going to be part of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and uh, and we, we all got to wear shades or something like that. I don't know, right? And
1: uh, Just trying to keep it between the ditches. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. Um, because as we know, the future is going to be just like a 2023 video game. Um, I don't know what to do with this anyways. All right. Hey, hey, listen. Welcome, folks, to Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podcast. I'm Jack Hodgson coming to you from uh, Jeb. It's like warmer here. Why, uh, where is it? Right here. 90. Uh, 90- Three degrees Fahrenheit in Dover, New Hampshire. Let's see what it is here, real quick. We're going through a, 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 a historically, I mean... 90 here. Yeah, okay. According
1: to Accuator. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: We're, we're going through a historically uh, unique um, post-Labor Day heat wave right now. And uh,
1: just, just tell me the, the leaves haven't started turning yet.
0: But they, well, I mean, define, change, yeah, started. I mean, there are a the little bit of color. It's not really dramatic yet. Uh, looking mm-hmm. out my window, I see a few few leaves that are yellow here. But, uh, oh yeah, they're starting to change. Because that, that has less to do with heat and more to do with hours of daylight. I believe um, so, I
1: don't disagree I don't disagree yeah
0: so anyways uh, to, uh, to to uh, to uh, my uh, two good friends uh, one old friend and one sort of new friend but not really but kinda you'll understand in a minute but to the older friend I'm not old well okay see I'm getting myself in big trouble
1: right, don't, don't from somewhere near tie yourself up in a knot from somewhere
0: near that's what i do is somewhere near sarasota florida that's uh, jeb burnside hi jeb how you doing what's going on
1: i'm well i'm well um just uh trying to reason with hurricane season as a great lake. Yeah. Say.
0: Can you say Lee? Hi, Lee. How you doing? Yeah. Wave yeah. out there into the uh, middle yeah, of the it's, Atlantic.
1: It's all the, all the spaghetti says it's going to curve. Yeah. Awesome it's, gonna, it's going to, it's probably going to go north.
0: Um, it's yeah. I mean, quite frankly, we're going to probably see more of Lee here in New England yeah. than, than you will. Yeah. Knock on wood. Because yeah. the, all the weather, all the weather guessers are, are like focusing in on the like, two spaghetti string by the way i've never until just this storm heard it referred to as the spaghetti it's
1: it's rather a new nomenclature. Yeah. yeah
0: so all these different models that predict the path that a hurricane might follow and they they over they they overlay them one on top of the other and they look like you know spaghetti but out. they're
1: different colored too yeah which, each, and each model
0: uh, has a different yeah color but that's color. okay that could be fun I, yeah. I mean you ever had tri-colored spaghetti and yeah i why? have but yeah not that long uh, I ago. Mean, the weather not long the weather <laughs> guessers are all focusing on the Fact that there's like two strands of spaghetti that don't curve north, all right? Because they're trying to like you know goose their their rating numbers, and they want people to go, oh, we got to pay attention, we got to keep watching the weather Mm. because because it might and it might, I guess, but it probably
1: give me a black sharpie and I'll fix (laughs) on.
0: Okay, all right, I get that reference. We're not going there. that's uh, so Jeb. So that yeah, keeping an eye on the hurricanes and uh, uh, your airplane's still in the shop. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, eventually it's going to come back, and you're going to have some really great stories to tell us.
1: I won't know what to do.
0: Yeah, I know yeah, you're going to
1: have to. I, I have to learn to fly. You're going to have to
0: learn how to fly all over again. More about that later on. That's a little teaser, folks. Come back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, and also here in uh, in the uh, in the virtual hangar is someone that I've known not quite as long as Jeb, but uh, I, I've known for many many years. <laughs> but he was just a little kid when I first met him. Sorry for doing that to you, uh, uh, Fod. But uh, uh, from, let's see now, what did I write here? I wrote, uh, coming to us, okay, here we go. Um, I, I was working on this. I don't exactly know which is going to work. We're going to have to figure this out over time. Coming to us from Motown. No, no, so, coming up from somewhere near the Renzen. I'm, I'm told that's a thing, all right? Um, I, I went online um, and said, nicknames for Detroit, Michigan, all right? There's actually a webpage that, displays like 20 different nicknames for for De- all of them i mean not any disrespectful they're just kind of all interesting little things detroit's a more interesting place you might think anyways from uh, from from somewhere near detroit michigan detroit michigan is uh, nick tupper nick tupper call sign fod
2: how you doing fod welcome hey i'm living it up it's a good day i spent most of it bullying teenagers with a drone <laughs> so uh it's a, it's a good kind of day yeah. i can't complain Hi.
0: You're not dropping dye packets in pools, I hope. You saw that story. That was uh, okay. Well, anyways. No, God. (laughs) Anyways welcome all kidding aside welcome um it's uh, um, you, you've been part you've been sort of part of our our universe for for mm. for quite some time um, and uh, um, and but now I kind of all grown up and uh, and we're really thrilled that you were uh, willing and and available to come and join us um, you have some interesting flight experiences and and life experiences that we're looking forward to hearing about welcome yeah thank you I'm thrilled now, to be here. so um, you uh, are how do I want to get into this? I'm really kind of interested in, um, and you have a lot of interesting kind of piloting experiences, and I want to hear about that. But before we go into that, I want to hear about your kind of day job, if you will, all right? Um, you are a, a, a full-time aviation instructor, at something called the Go Lightly Career and Technical Center that's part of the Depar- Detroit Public Schools. Do I have that right? Um, yeah. And uh, um, tell us a little bit about that. What is the Go Lightly uh,
2: uh, Career and Technical
0: Center, and what do you do
2: there? So, yeah, um, I... Tons of people have heard of uh, Votech or vo- vocational education. Uh, the modern term is uh, CTE, uh, CTE, Career and Technical Education. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lightly CTC uh, is one of those centers. It's one of three in Detroit alongside Randolph and Breithaupt. Um, I'm exceedingly fortunate to be part of Detroit Public Schools flight training program. Uh, which at this moment uh, primarily consists of a drone program where students come their first year, uh, generally their junior year of high school, to come and earn their FAA remote pilot certificate. Uh, The cool thing about uh, CTE is we get them three hours a day, every day. It's a lot of instruction. It gives us a chance to do hands-on. We get them flying drones, uh, taking 3D scans of the building, doing survey Uh, it's super, super cool because we can also get them to earn that certification. Uh, Students that do well in that course and pass the test and choose to come back the following year, uh, that's when they get to hang out with me, uh, and I spend a whole additional year, generally their senior year, um, working them through their private pilot knowledge test. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, three hours a day, every day, we've got three big, huge Frasca simulators that we work them through, all AATDs, so they walk out with that two and a half hours towards their private. Um, It's also pretty handy that now, as an instrument-rated pilot, I get to maintain my currency in those as well if I stay after work, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, But we take them through everything, and... Uh, by the end of the year, we put them through a full mock private pilot check ride. Uh, and hopefully in future years, uh, it will also involve uh, real flight instruction as a, third, uh, as a third year to the program. Very nice. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the school's got three airplanes that are in the works, getting ready to, uh, getting ready to be airworthy again.
1: Very cool. Wow, that's great. great. I, I've never heard of a public school. Embracing an aviation curriculum.
2: Yes, you have actually. Yeah.
1: Where have I
0: had uh, a public uh, high school? Uh, Lakeland, Florida. Um, that thing that um, that uh, okay. Sun and okay. Fun operates is, okay. I'm pretty sure, a public school. I don't know, uh, uh,
2: Nick. You might know more about what what that situation is, right? Are you... I'm, not, I'm not sure about that one. I know there are there are a few programs that try and work this way in the state. There's one in Grand Rapids, uh, but for that one, the actual flight training itself. Uh, comes at cost to the student. We're the only one that I know of, uh, that should come at no cost to the student. There's also a local flight school around here that partners, uh, with schools in Lansing and Howell, uh, to offer a program, uh, I, I don't I don't know how comparable it is. I haven't looked into it. I've flown with that flight school before. I've just not uh, I've not seen what yeah. their high school program yeah. looks like.
0: I mean it's a, it's a it's a kind of a no brainer. I mean it's kind of like the ultimate STEM program. Um, it really is, you know. Um, and uh, for people not familiar in, in the education world, STEM what STEM is science, technology, ed, uh, engineering, engineering, and, engineering and math. math. Um, and a lot of us like to actually say STEAM. Um, add art in there. Yep. Um, that's that's sort of a, a thing. Too, but uh, yeah, it's uh, using aviation as a, a way to teach all of these other, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, subjects. Is uh, seems to me to be a no brainer, and
1: not uh, even that. But even if it's just the drone pilot certificate, you, you come out of that program with a marketable skill.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had uh, I had students that over this summer, uh, before they left, uh, they finished their remote pilot certificate usually early May, uh, but they don't graduate until mid June. Um, so, with that extra time after they finish their certificate, we go outside. We have them. Uh, we're within the Detroit City Class Delta. Uh, so we uh, we have to get airspace authorizations, which is this whole fun thing that uh, drone pilots have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to take them out, make them put that on their certificate, um, and then go to, uh, do, do the advanced stuff and get really pro at it. Uh, and then before they leave, we actually had, I think, four students uh, found their own LLC. So they have their own drone company. Wow. Um, and I've got a few... Um, who i graduated last year that made like two grand over the summer really All right, yeah. okay. we, well we were able we got a really generous grant we were able to give the students that passed their own DJI mini three uh, which is actually remote id compliant most of the drones we've got we're going to have to replace because they're not remote mm-hmm. id compliant Oh, okay um well that's that's, they so were, a, that's uh, we what really they that's sort that. of their what um are they, is it adsb or how, how does that work it's roughly it's like the nearest drone equivalent to ADSB. It's just a it's just a transponder. Um, okay, that's uh, accessible. I I don't know all the details. I know it goes into effect. I think September sixteenth. Uh, so today was actually the last day I was able to take the. Um, we we've got the Mini two here that I was using to uh, demo at a different high school for recruiting because that's the other cool thing about uh, career and technical education. Uh, we pull kids from all over last year. I had a kid drive like thirty minutes from Romulus every day uh, to come from his home high school that wasn't even in the same district to come take my course mm-hmm. um, and we've got we pull students from everywhere in the district and they actually bus them to us yeah so it 's in addition to their comprehensive high school education.
0: Well, that's great. That's that's uh, congratulations. Good for you. I mean, it's like you know, and that's your day job, all right. I mean, you're like <laughs> living the dream here, okay? And uh, I mean, Jeb kind of does too, but he's old, and we don't count. Um, yeah, Devin. yeah. But just, just uh,
1: as an aside, I, I thought I saw something in, in my news feed recently, and there is a story from yesterday saying that uh, FAA's Associate Administrator for Aviation Safety. Hang on a second. Pop up there. Has said that the remote ID deadline will slip.
0: Will slip. Oh.
1: Will slip. Um, well, will come soon before the previous September 16 deadline.
0: Wow, federal God, federal deadline is going to slip. That never happens. I know. Right? Yeah. Okay. Shocking. Right, Shocking. Sorry, being a being, um, a, being a being a jerk here, um, Fod. That's really anyway, really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, that, is that, really that's very very, very yeah. cool. Uh, congratulations for, for for finding that gig and it sounds very neat. But that, so that's sort of your day job. Um, you know, as a as a GA pilot, you also have your and you have for many years following your dad around. All right, you for many. <laughs> many years have had access to all kinds of aviation experiences. Um, and, and these days, although I know you're really still very close to your dad, um, you are, have a lot of things you're doing on your own To Tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the kind of flying that you do these days. What kind of airplanes do you fly and uh, you know, what, what do you, what's fun to you?
2: Well, all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, I, my, my first home in the sky uh, was the uh, TG-7A motor gliders with the uh, Tuskegee Museum.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I've been flying Young Eagles with those aircraft for a long time. They're super fun. Uh, they're obnoxious. They're one of the few aircraft with an engine that you can legally shut off when you feel like it. <laughs> okay. uh, I, had the, I had the great pleasure uh, to take an airline pilot up a couple of weeks ago and get up over Romeo up to like 6,000 feet and uh, tell him to pull the mix. Uh, and that is the most fun. It, it, it's great because uh, you get the, you get the nose up and the prop start uh stops jarringly in the middle of the windshield kind of sideways <laughs> it stops in exactly the same angle it would on the ground yeah. it's amazing uh-huh and uh, this is something
0: you most of us don't like to see that kind of an image you know, <laughs> out, out the windscreen but uh, yeah what do those airplanes like to fly um, i mean because i mean can you actually get you know get lift and 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 soar in them
2: yeah you you can thermal uh, michigan's not great for it uh not a lot of I'll put it this way: not a lot of ridge lift yeah, around well, okay. here. I, not a not a lot of orthographic soaring. Not a lot of mountain wave to to be had around here. Yeah, um, but uh, but a lot of farmland. My,
0: there must be some thermals there, right?
2: Uh, there's some uh, sod farms put off a uh, uh, a lot of good stuff. So there's some sod farms around that are good for that. Uh, honestly, Walmart parking lots because huh. they are large, flat, black asphalt. Sure. Walmart uh, Walmart parking lots are great for soaring around here, Um, especially if you can find one kind of by a lake. Because one of the things that uh, people don't think about, they think think lift, 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 lift. Um, But for lift to exist, there has to be sink somewhere nearby. Mm. So if you can find a Walmart parking lot on a hot summer day, kind of near a lake, you're going to do great. That's cool. Um, Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's one of the most effective ways to get good soaring in and, uh, in Michigan. Uh, we fly them around mostly like crappy airplanes most of the time. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the benefit is that um, like on the way to and from Oshkosh, no matter what the wind is, crossing the lake at Ludington, so going over Lake Michigan – uh you can glide to either side from like 7,500 <laughs> yeah you could probably glide you, could, you you could kill the engine as you get feet wet and still make it to you the could. other side yeah right probably i don't know oh, if that's true it, or not. Yeah. Go, going over going over last year we had so much of a headwind that from oh god uh, i want to say because we'd already started descending but by, by the time we got to manitowoc we were at like 9,000 ish maybe 8,500 mm-hmm. we were able to glide we could have gl- uh we could have gone all the way back to Ludington we could have made it all the way back to the other side of the lake uh from where we were wow which is awesome yeah
0: yeah very cool very cool i i know you've got a lot of of, of flight experiences and we probably can't not enough time we, we could do a whole episode and and more just talking about that but anything else <laughs> in particular you want to you know that you you enjoy and you want to talk about real quick tell us about real quickly
2: we uh my baby is uh as um my dad was on a couple of weeks uh, or a little while longer than that now but yeah. uh went and talked about fafner yeah. our our lovely nineteen seventy eight piper tomahawk mm-hmm. yeah i love that airplane i've got a little over five hundred hours in that now wow you have five hundred um, hours in that airplane alone in that airplane. i i'm i'm a touch over seven sixty as it stands right now very nice um all across all types roughly thirty of that with no engine in front of me or with the engine off. Yeah. Um which is fun. Um but yeah that's uh that's where I spend most of my time. That's what I spend most of my time in, especially this summer. Uh I was kinda all over the place. Um I I, I joked once that I was I was finishing up a college class towards the end of uh last semester and I was just getting so sick and tired of doing my work from home. Um because obviously I'm teaching full-time. It's really hard to go to college if you're doing that. So I was doing that at the same time online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got so sick of doing that from home that I figured, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go up to Ludington. So I flew myself up to Ludington and I did my homework on the beach, <laughs> uh, which was a great way to do homework. going to do that again if I ever have an excuse. Yeah. Um, but lots and lots of time in the Tomahawk. We do a lot of formation training. Um, um very close to uh Red Star fast wing card. Um ideally in the uh in the uh River Days air show next year we'll be doing uh what I like to call aluminum eagle. Uh we've got a Cessna one fifty AeroBat. we've got me, and all we need to do is find a Citabria or a Super D and we'll uh and we've got a jet ski that'll zip up and down the river and we'll reenact that uh lovely scene from Iron Eagle uh and have an absolute blast. That's great. That's
1: great. Outstanding uh, right. outstanding. Um, somehow I think there's like a career in aviation here and, ahead of you. Um, <laughs> uh, perhaps is there, uh, is there something you're such, set, you set your sights on?
2: Um, honestly, I haven't quite nailed that down yet. I've really? been, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. Um, airlines are the obvious choice and they, sure. and they would absolutely be a good choice. Um, I, I've got nothing but good thoughts about the airlines for the most part um but uh looking forward i mean i've still got another 750 hours to go cuz i didn't go through a uh, college program i right, don't have right. that aviation degree uh <clears throat> so i got to get the full 1500
1: no oh, no um yeah shucks <laughs> please don't throw me oh, that oh, no, more. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um but uh, I, I think that will likely be the career in the future. Frankly, I really, really love what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, instructing's where my heart's at. I love working with these kids. They're amazing. Uh, I've had the great fortune to work with a lot of really remarkable kids these past couple of years and see them go on. Uh, shortly after the first solo of one of the students I had my first year, I got the... I got a chance to go out to Kalamazoo because he's going through Western Michigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to go out to Kalamazoo and fly with a former student, and that was an absolute blast. Um, Taking a primary student up and showing them their first overhead break to Uh 60 degrees of bank, full flaps, and a tomahawk. Uh, (laughs) Oh, 60 degrees of bank, full flaps, and a slip. It will come out of this. I don't know how fast we're coming down. I'd have to time it. But it's within from from a thousand over the numbers to on the ground within about twenty seconds Wow uh the v s i is pegged at more than two thousand feet a minute down, and that's fun
1: yeah yeah, Jack, you still there? Yeah,
0: all here right. we are. All right. Before we were so rudely interrupted this is all I don't know what that is uh, that happens from time to time. I don't know how much of the audience heard any part of that, but
1: uh well, you you know, you control the horizontal, you control the vertical. Well, we, don't, we don't have to even acknowledge that there yes, we was a break.
0: You here. think so? I think I think it's there it's uh, there's a there's a, a ChatGPT AI that's controlling the horizontal and vertical now. Um, but uh, it seems to be working now. So, I don't know, where were we? We were talking about uh we were talking about Fod in the dream. Good for you. Um, I know that. Well, uh...
1: I, I I'd asked him about uh, career choices.
0: Yeah. And I think, and that, and, yep. and I heard that part. So it got recorded. I'm sure the audience yeah. heard that too. Yeah. I mean, the way I wanted to just conclude this was that, you know, I mean, Fade, uh good luck to you. Go, go for it. Um, you know, you've got so many different great experiences. I'm sure you're going to be able to do whatever, you're going to certainly going to get a chance to try whatever it is you want to try. Exactly. Um, and uh, although the airline thing would certainly be more, be more lucrative of, of a career, um, you know, I think you realize what a great experience it is to be working with these kids. Um absolutely. uh, Um that's just a a, 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 you know, a great life lived if you ask me. I've known a lot of teachers and I I admire what teachers do. So uh yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. So, all right. um, Before my microphone decides to do weird things again, let's kind of of move on here. Um, uh, uh, Jeb, a couple episodes ago, I don't remember exactly when it was. um, I think we alluded to this air air show incident where the MiG jet was doing flybys and it had a problem and the pilots, the two pilots or the two people on board Mm -hmm. um, ejected and successfully. I think we talked a little bit about my puzzlement that or my surprise to discover that these these, these private warbirds still had operational um, um, ejection seats, right. um, but. Uh um, so it, it actually got a little more interesting recently, um, a, as the investigation or whatever was happening was going on. Um, the pilot flying, which is to say the pilot, um, um, re- was quoted as saying that he was not ready to eject when they ejected. Um, apparently, the pilot did not pull the cord, the you know whatever the cord, the lever, or how whatever that whatever mm-hmm. the control is. Um, apparently, his passenger. Who uh, I, I I don't know if that passenger was was a, a pilot or whether uh, po- checked out in this aircraft, but the uh, but the passenger is the one who pulled the pulled the cord. All right. And, Oops. Yeah, and uh, and and apparently the pilot was like kind of surprised, um, and given that he was probably also the owner of this million dollar airplane, um, probably a little bummed out too. Um, the the reports I saw said that he uh, he he felt like he still had things he was trying, and that they were not ready to to, to punch out yet
1: was the, the the problem ever identified
0: i i don't i haven't really read too many of these stories so i don't know the answer to that um but uh um fod you you mentioned to me that you might have some
2: yeah uh it did it, to, to to a certain extent um as far as uh hot seats and civilian jets uh there are actually quite a few um a lot of the l39 crew uh that uh I'm not quite lucky enough to ride with super often, but, uh, but I, but I know some of the folks that do, um, several, several of those jets, uh, in, in the Michigan area have live hot seats. Um, and, and those hot seat briefs are long and intense. Um, I, I've h- had the pleasure to get, uh, very, very small snippets of those briefs, but, uh, it's usually like a three hour sit down. Right. Um, as far as passenger go, as far as the ops for that jet um, as I understand it a lot of the procedures for that aircraft for an engine flame out uh, don't even address stuff that happens this low there's a hmm. there's a there's there's an envelope uh, for a successful ejection sure. uh, as compared to a successful power off landing. Right. Uh, and those numbers are something crazy, like from seventeen thousand directly over the airport hmm. uh and you start thinking about ejecting if it's uh closer to six five hmm. so from this like thousand foot or less uh sort of banana passy kind of uh perspective um the way I see it i don't, I don't know if uh that and that thing it's got to bleed energy so yeah. so so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, there, there's, I, maybe the pilot wasn't immediately ready. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, with the velocity, it seemed that, I don't know if you guys have seen some of these videos with the, with the velocity that these guys seemed to hit the water. Uh, I don't know if, if they'd let it go any further. I don't know. I don't know where it would have been. Um, I, I think they might've been right at the very bottom of the envelope yeah. to be able to safely eject. And, <clears throat> uh, if they'd stuck around any longer, I don't know. I I don't know how that would have gone. Also, a lot of the uh, preliminary reports were based on uh, discussions they had with the air crew while they were still in the hospital and kind of getting ready on their way home. So, uh, uh, in like the backseater, I think they, they had initially said the, the reports were saying that he wasn't sure initially that he pulled the, pulled the cord, but that he, but he, he thinks it was something that he did. Um, I think it's f- totally fair to to say uh, and reasonable to expect that the backseater was the one that pulled it mm-hmm. um and frankly, there are some arguments to be made for having a backseater to have that situational sure. awareness while the pilots uh while the uh, pilot flying is up front trying to diagnose issues um cause that gives them the freedom to have some of those thoughts uh and then the pilot monitoring monitoring in the backseat gets to go uh 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 we're getting kind of close here <laughs> uh and, and make that safety this call.
1: was kind of a, a local this was a michigan air show uh uh do yeah. you know anything about the show or about the the aircraft
2: uh about the show i was gonna be there okay. i've flown in before i've been on static at thunder over michigan at willow run i was flying young eagles there less than a month uh before it happened Okay. uh it, frankly it's where the local FISDO is based oh that's convenient um yeah. 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 It, it, uh, feds on demand right. as, as one might say. Um, so I, I bet I've spent tons of time at that airport and I've, it, it, that's one of my favorite local air shows. Thunder over Michigan is, it's all, it's always had a special place in my heart. It's no river days, but, uh, then again, I also don't have any part in flying or running or coordinating anything to do with uh thunder right. the way I do with river days. But, um, uh, It's, it's a special thing for, and also for a lot of the people uh, that I'm close to. It's a, it's, it's, it's a hometown air show. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know that much about the aircraft itself, um, but about the facility and and the show, it's, uh, it's something I know pretty well. Yeah.
1: Jack, you still there? All right, now
0: can you hear me? There, now you can hear me. Yeah, right. we can definitely hear you.
2: Uh, yeah, we yeah. Got you. Now, yeah, and I'm on my backup microphone here. My apologies,
0: but I'm going to stick on the backup mic here oh, and, uh, and and just to kind of keep going here. Um, yeah, the big thing, um, I, the video I saw was, uh, uh, they were pretty low to the ground when they punched out. I, I mean, were, were they too yeah. low for, for the, ambul- um, you know, for the recommended, you know, ejection altitude? That's,
1: what, that, that's what Fod was thinking, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, there, there, there's some videos for um, when these first started entering civilian hands. There There's some videos of uh, the test pilots who first looked into these things um, and kind of looking at the envelope and trying to figure out what that safe envelope is. And they're saying that some of the lowest you're thinking about uh, trying to attempt a flame-out landing is some really absurdly high numbers. I'm not going to try and quote them off the top of my head, but that's uh, that's findable online yeah. so especially with how fast i mean it's a brick with a rocket yeah. engine strapped yeah. to it let's be yeah, really yeah um so that it's going to bleed energy fast. yeah Is that a, a yeah.
0: And, and as for the as for the backseat or not remembering Pulling the lever—that's um, that, actually kind of understandable. It's kind of a well-known thing that if you're in that kind of a of a dramatic trauma thing injury situation, um, it's very common for you, for your brain to not record the last few seconds um, before the whatever happens, you know. And that punch out must have made, and they may have gone unconscious during the punch out. So, uh, Especially yeah, when they weren't anticipating.
2: You you can definitely see the way um, in some of the videos. You can you can actually see the way their heads kind of whip around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is that. That's an intense and violent uh, experience. I don't know. I. I kind of want to fly something that (laughs) has a reason to have a hot seat like that, but I never want to have to be in that.
0: I know. I know. I was surprised to hear you say that the brief is like three hours long. I mean, what? Oh, it's in. Yeah. What? What kind of thing takes that long to talk about?
2: Um, well, cause, um, it, it's both circumstances under which, uh, under which a punch out would be appropriate. Okay. Um, proper phraseology. If you're going to command uh. one, like there, are sure, uh, the, the comments about, uh, you never say fire in a movie theater the same way you don't say fire in an airplane. Uh, you don't say bailout. You don't say punch out. You don't say these words cause they're reserved for very specific. Sure. Occasions. Okay. Um, uh, part of, uh, a huge part of that is parameters under which it's appropriate. Um, and another huge chunk of it is uh, if the initial punch doesn't work, what do you do now? Because um, there are layers upon layers upon layers that I don't know because I really want to sit through one of those briefs one day. Um, there are layers upon layers of things that you do if you initially go to pull the, pull the cord uh, and it doesn't do what you expect. Uh, like if the canopy doesn't get thrown off and it gets stopped at this stage, what do you do at this stage? This, mm-hmm. stage, this mm-hmm. stage? This stage? This uh, stage? To continue trying to command the eject, um, uh, or or a, a, at what stage it's appropriate to do that? And I really don't have authority to speak on that, but I know it's a it's a, it's it is a thorough and intense brief mm-hmm. uh, for those who do. Around. Yeah,
0: interesting. Interesting. Uh, Obviously happy that these these I believe it was two guys um, came got, came through this okay, um, but yep. but what a, what a crazy crazy situation in a weird they, circumstance.
1: Are we certain that they had a flame out, That that was the problem?
0: I I don't know that I I don't know that I heard what there's the inc- a,
1: There's a bad link here. I to don't. The, think the
0: reports have
2: published anything yeah. uh, about that so there's far. There's
1: a bad link here on the on the web to the, to the uh, right. I know that. Uh, the, yeah, all uh, I know is that the I'm
0: sorry. The pilot flying was just was reported to say that he was still working through checklists. He was doing, trying mm-hmm. stuff um, when suddenly they were ejected and uh, he was kind of, you know, he didn't feel like they were done yet, but... uh so anyway, so well there we go. I mean, you know, ultimately I'm glad they both came through it okay, and maybe punching out was the right choice at that moment. Um, um so uh it's it's too bad about the airplane, but that's gotta be the 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 lesser important thing. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely
2: it, it, yeah, I'm I'm just grateful no one was hurt in the okay. air or, or on or the on ground. ground. That could have been so, so, so much. Yeah, worse. really, really.
0: Yeah. Anyways, okay. Um next thing we've got here is uh the uh FAA investigates 5,000 pilots suspected of hiding serious health issues. Um, this is a story that's kind of been coming, returning. Every now and then it raises its rears. It's, I don't know what, distasteful. I don't want to call it ugly, but uh, head. Um, that, the, the, you know, because, because a lot of the pilot medical situation is kind of the honor system, both in terms of filling out the form and also self-certifying and, and, and whatnot, and um, and, uh, uh, apparently the, there have been some, some investigations that have, con- have actually documented a whole bunch of pilots that, um, didn't reveal things on their medical, um, I- during their medical that they were supposed to reveal. Um, Jeb, I, I mean, you're the safety guy. What, what's the, what's the word on this kind of well,
1: thing? There's, there's two or three things going on here. And in some ways, this, uh, this headline is, is misleading, um, First of all, the vast majority, if not all, of the quote-unquote 5,000, it's actually 4,800, but we're splitting hairs, uh, of these pilots uh, are on some kind of disability from the Veterans Administration prior based on their prior military service. Yeah. We don't know what these disabilities are. Maybe they're deaf in one ear. Right. Okay? Maybe they have restricted movement of... A couple of fingers in their hand, right? Maybe it's something that has nothing whatsoever to do with safe operation of an aircraft. We don't know that, and and thankfully that it's none of our business. In the sense that we shouldn't be knowing what these uh, these health rep- these health problems are of people we don't care about. We shouldn't know about. It. It's a privacy thing. But punchline is that um, everybody's up in arms that there are some pilots out there. They're getting VA disability uh, treatment payments, but are also uh, getting first class medicals and the the cognitive dissonance of a pilot uh, on disability serving as a line, uh, serving as a line pilot is um, not working out. Well, let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, I can understand that people um, are, are up in arms about that aspect of it. My understanding, and I don't have the story in front of me, but I read the story a, a little while ago. My understanding was that the, 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 the legal aspect of this had to do with, even though their medical situation might have been quote unquote minor, you know, or, or not relevant, um, apparently there's a question on the form that says, do you receive disability, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because they answered negative, when in fact, the- answer was positive or affirmative um, that the question of whether or not their disability was disqualifying was never investigated. And that seems to me, you know, so I don't know, you know, it's like uh, 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 Al Capone went to jail for for tax evasion, not for murdering people. Mm -hmm. Um, And these people are being busted for not checking a box on the um, not necessarily for being not healthy enough to fly. Um, So I don't know, uh, Fod. You, you likewise on this story. You indicated that you had some insight into this. You actually gave us the link to another story here. What's what's this all about, uh, Nick?
2: Yeah. So, um, and it's kind of tangentially related to the uh, to this one. This is a slightly different situation because um, that has to do with not reporting the uh, VA military uh, medical benefits. Um, but air, uh, air medical reform is one of those things. Uh, that comes up in my life a lot because, well, frankly, it's my, uh, my least favorite part of my job. Part of, uh, what we do that very first week, uh, that I have students showing up is we open to part 67, the those aeromedical standards and talk about all the disqualifying, uh, all, all the, all the things that are potentially disqualifying for a pilot, um, and like in the past, I've had a student with ADHD uh, who's just, now Now what? Um, so w- one, of, one of the really common issues, uh, I, I don't want to say exactly how common it is, but um, in, in this survey that we're looking at, um, it's saying of 3,765, call it 4,000-ish pilots, uh, almost half of them... Um, specifically noted that they avoided healthcare because of a fear of losing their medical. It's not even that they. Uh, in a lot of cases, pilots aren't even failing to report things. They're failing to seek care yeah. at yeah. all, uh, which is the frightening thing yeah. to me. Um, if, if anybody is uh, on TikTok or where, wherever else uh, and seen Cheese Pilots story, uh, Adrian, uh, he, he was a guy I had the great fortune of flying with a couple of weeks ago in the motor gliders. Um, he, his story is while he was in Afghanistan, he received some medical care. Uh, he received some mental health care for things he experienced, uh, overseas, uh, and his AME dug him up and deferred his medical. Um, and that's a, that's a huge story that I don't have the bandwidth to go into, um, But basically, especially when it comes to mental health care, um, in a lot of cases, this is saying that uh, a lot of pilots try to seek out informal care, like from a friend who's a nurse or something along those lines, uh, to try and get some kind of help for this without actually getting a diagnosis or finding out anything. Um, In a lot of cases, people who try and go through all the proper channels or may even think, that everything should be just fine, uh, find out down the line that there's really, it's really, really challenging to find a pathway uh, to get back to flying if something goes wrong. So that avoiding medical care is that, that that's the thing that scares me. Cause I know, I know people who've done it mm-hmm. um, and it's, that's that, that's a scary thing we all, we all live um, so in fear there's of, there's got to be some review of the yeah, system here we all
1: live point. in fear of losing
0: our medical certificate
2: uh, yeah at one yeah.
0: level or another it's a thing it's a thing i i you know it's too bad uh, especially the part about people avoiding care that's really really uh too bad and then and then secondarily people who are are not reporting genuinely important um, um medical situations but anyways i don't know what to i don't know what I don't know um, if I have, yeah, if, I don't know if I have any advice for our listeners or not, you know, um, be careful out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways.
2: I mean, bottom line, seek, seek the care that you need. Uh, if you need care, don't, 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 don't judge yeah. it. Cause and, I, I know people who've ended up on the wrong side of yeah, things.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, as much as we love to fly, do what Fod just said. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's more important uh, to be well than it. And plus you could hurt yourself. You could hurt your passengers. You could hurt people yeah. on the ground, you know, um, Fly, flying's no fun if you're already dead. Yeah, okay. Well, there's there's not an episode title right there. Uh, <laughs> um, Embraer Phenom 300 is the most flown private jet in the U.S. Jeb, you thought that was kind of notable.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of is um, in the sense that, you know, a couple of years ago, it might have been a Citation XL. Um, a few years before that, it might have been a Hawker. Uh, or another citation or something like that. And it's interesting um, um, in the sense that, you know, this is uh, uh, a Brazilian manufacturing, Brazilian design, and they are being manufactured here in the U.S. Um, but I guess this is a worldwide statistic. mm mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's, it's, it's just interesting to me that they've been able to, uh, in, in a very short time, relatively short time, maybe 10 years, the Phenom's 300 has been out, maybe a little bit longer, um, have, have been able to capture that kind of market share. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, let's, let me hasten to add here also that it's not necessarily the most uh, populous. But it's the most flown.
0: Most flown, yeah. I know that I. Uh, so there's a there's a regional jet of some sort that's made by Embraer, right? Um, yeah. And I remember there was a period of time back back in the heyday of my all of my travel um, where I we were doing a series of things where I had occasion to fly a lot of Embraers, and I remember being impressed by the aircraft as a passenger, you know, speaking as a passenger. And uh, I actually looked into whether or not I could invest in Embraer, um, only to discover that it was not available at least to me to to invest in, um, because because that's when I discovered that it was a Brazilian company and mm-hmm. et cetera et cetera. But uh, um, yeah, it's. Uh, 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 you know, um, according,
1: to, according to the story, it was the Citation XL who uh, uh, had the, the most flown private jet over the last 15 years. Yeah, um, and uh, it'd be interesting to go back, you know, several decades and see uh, which other uh, aircraft held that moniker, held that yeah. title. Interesting. So, yeah, interesting.
0: Finally, I think, I don't know, um, I have no idea how long we've been talking because during our little microphone adventure here, we, we stopped the uh, counter and then we restarted. And so I think we're, I think we're reaching in by our allotted time is what I'm getting at here.
2: But uh, it's, a, it's a shame that you missed the uh, ritual song and dance that we did. Yeah. Uh, th- there was a very we, special we had, dance we had, that we had to do to try and get your mic we, we back some, working. We
1: had some time to kill and uh, there yeah. several incantations that uh, are just lost to history.
2: All right. I want you to
0: be clear. I want to be. I want to be. I want you guys to understand two things very clearly. One is, I, although you couldn't hear me, I could hear you the entire <laughs> time. All right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and second of all, all right. Uh, um, my my friends at Riverside are recording everything you say. And tie
1: right, uh, the jigs up. We can't. We can't. Yeah. Oh.
0: Uh, FAA working to improve safety. Oh, you know what's not on the list? Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this. Why is it not on my list? I thought I put it here. Um, The president has nominated yet another candidate to be the FAA administrator. That's right. Um, right. Who, what, why, how? Mike
1: Mike Whitaker, uh, who's, let me load the story real quick. Um, Come on, there we go. Um, He served as deputy FAA administrator under Obama from 2013 to 2016, so within the last 10 years. Um, he's uh, presently serving as chief operating officer of. I'm going to probably butcher the pronunciation here. Supernol, a uh, uh, division of the Hyundai Motor Company, mm-hmm. uh, designing an electric advanced air mobility aircraft. which, you know, of course, everybody's doing one, one way or another. Um, there's some guy with a with a, with a napkin in uh, uh, a Denny's not far from here. He's designing his own AAM Yep. Uh, but. Uh, um, this comes after the position's been open for more than a year, uh, a succession of uh, acting administrators at the FAA. Um, and um, looks like this one is you know, already getting accolades and, and good job, thumbs up uh, kind of uh, responses from NBAA, the Helicopter Association International, General Aviation Manufacturers Association, and AOPA, uh, which uh, and, as well as ALPA. So it looks like you know this might be a slam dunk uh, going forward. Um, I have no idea how long this process is going to take. Uh, if it were me, the last thing I would want to do is be become FAA administrator before the next uh, FAA bill is passed. But what do I know? Maybe right. maybe, maybe someone will embrace the horror and uh, and uh, dive into that. But
0: I mean, you know, so have we discovered? a year with an acting administrator that maybe we just don't need an administrator. I'm, I'm kind of only half joking here. Um, what, what, what has been the effect of not having an official administrator? Well,
1: by statute, there has to be an administrator.
0: Uh, okay. So we're breaking the law. Well, we're, 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 I know.
1: We're, I know. We're, don't make me come up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it could take? All right. I'm going to do more of that. Yeah, go okay, ahead.
1: Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, There needs to be an administrator. There needs to be someone uh, who not only is in the leadership role, but is is where the puck stops. And it's hard to do with an acting, uh, when someone filling an acting post because they're kind of you know have have a sort of Damocles holding over their head, Uh being held over their head on a thread. And uh, it's just better for everyone concerned that there be a full time administrator.
0: To to your knowledge, though, have there been any matters that have been delayed because of the Empty seat, delayed, or, or or skipped, or broken, or I mean, has there well, been? You know, I, I I hear you, and I kind of agree with you. You know, the the, the, yeah. the, the well,
1: we've had these, you know, these these uh, all these near misses lately have kind of yeah, okay. gotten, gotten uh, uh, some attention. But that's not any that's not the fault of any one individual or lack of any one individual. Um, there are things, yeah. you know, priorities. Here's, here, you know, um, who's the guy? Um, Billy Nolan. Uh, in- incredibly competent public servant. Um, knows the FAA in and out. But he's an acting administrator. He can't say, well, in in, in three years, I think we should do this. Or I think we, sh- we should have done this. Whatever this is. This X factor. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's not going to be around to implement it. He's not going to be around to, to uh, design it, uh, manage it and implement it. So what, does it matter what he's saying? Yeah. Okay. No. All right. That makes sense. So That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, well, we'll, we'll all right. So you think this well, guy has a chance?
1: Yeah. He's got a much better chance, um, than, uh, the previous guy, Washington, who didn't have any aviation experience. Right. Um, but, uh, um, I don't, I'm not aware of any skeletons in Whitaker's closet. I'm sure that they would have Found them by now by vetting him over the last few several weeks. Yeah, but I, I really don't know. I, no clue when that this nomina, when this nomination will go to a vote in the Senate. Right.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll report back. But uh, there we go.
1: Uh,
0: I think that's it. I think that's fork time. I think we uh, we pretty much covered it here. And uh, I want to uh, thank you guys. Um, that's. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's really great to get together with you and it's really great this has been a lot of fun I, well okay see so you now it's going to be bittersweet. It has been fun to have all these guest um um uh, hosts um and uh, uh and and you're no exception uh fod Nick i re- really appreciate your your having being able to join us and and making a great contribution to the podcast. We appreciate that.
2: Thank you. Really, really really grateful for the invite. Really, really happy to be on. It was an absolute blast. Oh, good,
0: good. That's Fod, a.k.a. Nick Tupper. Nick is a uh, private pilot in gliders and airplanes. He's also instrument-rated in airplanes. Um, he's also an advanced ground instructor and instrument ground instructor. Uh, he's logged time in over a dozen aircraft models, including the Tus- Tuskegee Airmen's Schweitzer Motor Gliders and his beloved 1978 Piper Tomahawk that they call Fafner. Um, in real life, Nick is a full-time flight training instructor for the Detroit Public Schools Go Lightly Career Technical Center in Detroit, Michigan. You can find Golightly on Instagram at flygolightly and you can find the Tuskegee Museum website at org. and Fod is on Instagram as Fod Tupper. Thank you very much, Nick. We appreciate it. Thank you. And Jeb Burnside. Jeb's a freelance aviation writer and editor. He serves as the editor in chief of Aviation Safety Magazine. Uh, he's also a frequent contributor to other aviation publications. You can find Jeb's work online at aviationsafetymagazine.com, also at avweb.com and aea.net, among others. On social media, he is uh, Burnside J on on X, Twitter X, whatever it's called these days. Um, the Aviation Safety Magazine is on X, Twitter um, as Avsafety. Safety mag. Um, on Mastodon, Jeb is Burnside J at mytransponder.com. And I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer. You can find me online in most places by the all one word username Jack Hodgson. For example, I'm on uh, Twitter slash X. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Patreon. Uh, in the Fediverse, uh, I am Jack Hodgson at mastodon.social. You can find my ebooks on Amazon by searching for Around the Field in the Books section. Um, so uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we want to thank all the listeners for taking the time to listen and uh, uh, sending us your feedback and just being around. We appreciate that. Um, You can follow UCAP uh, in the Fediverse at uncontrolled airspace at mytransponder.com. Also, if possible, please become a supporter of this podcast. You can do that at Patreon, uh, slash uncontrolled airspace, or you can make a PayPal tip jar donation, care of the email address podcast at uncontrolledairspace.com. Just ten or fifteen dollars over the span of a year is a big, big help. Um, About the time you hear this, we will have done our first uh, uh, video live stream. um, which, which I'm, I would, I'm, I'm pretty sure was a lot of fun. I don't, um, but uh, that was, uh, and that's a special benefit to people who are Patreon supporters and other sorts of uh, supporters of the podcast. Um, more about that if you go to our uh, our, our uh, social media or to the website. And uh, let's see now. Oh, and we also love to hear from you, so you can do that at the same email address, podcast at uncontrolledairspace
1: Send us your comments and questions. So, anyways, hey Jeb, do you have any words of wisdom for us? Just remember the three most useless things to a pilot are altitude above you, runway behind you, and air in the fuel tanks.
0: There we go. And uh, all right,
1: all right, wayward aviators, that's enough talking. Let's go flying.